Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time. From not the Superbook Sports Studios, but from Indianapolis, Indiana, the site of the NFL Scouting Combine. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. I am excited to come home tomorrow because I need to go to TrueMath Fitness badly. I've been eating nothing but steak and all kinds of fantastic food, a lot of bread up here in Indy. I am looking forward to getting back into my routine at TrueMathFitness.com, where your first workout is free. Superbook Sports, download the Superbook app today. You can wager on college basketball, the NBA, the NHL, as those regular seasons get ready to wrap up. March Madness right around the corner. Download the Superbook app and get your first bet matched up to $1,000, win or lose. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will go above and beyond to make sure you have the intel edge you need to succeed. So, um, what I heard from Tim Kelly uh, yesterday, or rather on Tuesday, there was a couple of different things that I took away. We're going to start with the bad, and then we'll uh, go with the good before we go about these things on the weekend bounce back. Jeff Rubel says, Buck, you slept in. Tiss, tiss, can't hang. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, I, so the combine, before we get into this, I mean, you guys know this, you got, most of you have been up with me been up here with me every year that we've been doing this I think with A to Z this is our fourth combine together doing the primetime show up here in Indy and then uh radio show the second anniversary of the radio show is actually tomorrow as a matter of fact so um we've been uh we've been at this for some time a lot of you guys have been up here and you, a lot of you guys know that combine you know there's obviously a purpose the medicals the draft process the interviews all these things but it's really spring break for the NFL and everybody goes out and gets drunk at the same bars and restaurants all week long. And so last night was our big night uh, to go out and to get after it. And I am, yeah, I'm, I'm walking with a little bit of a limp today, but it's okay. I showed up. I did the radio show. The radio show is one of the better ones that we've done. And I think that uh, I think that the uh, circumstance for uh, for tonight you know, I think I think I still got a I still I still got a little bit in me. We'll see. I was barely competent though on the radio show. I was having trouble putting my sentences together. Case of the shakes, and of course, anytime you go out with Kirby Allen Kirby, you smell like cigarettes, no matter what happens. So, walking into the convention center today like a wounded animal was a bit of a tough scene. But you know, I uh, I'm I'm comforted in knowing that literally everybody else in Indianapolis for this event is feeling the exact same way. Uh, Jesse Hernandez says of the concerns that I'm going to bring up, Buck, this is an overreaction, bro. Calm your nappy hair down. Well, my hair is wonderful. Thank you, Jesse. And if I am looking at your profile picture correctly, you could do with a little more of a, of a, of a hairline there as it continues to creep further and further back, but that's okay. My good brother, you are going to make it just fine. I'm sure you will hang on to the last vestiges of that moving forward into the future. Don't come after my hair, Jesse. I will fight you 
in these digital streets. But um, what I did hear from the offensive coordinator, the concern that I want to start with is this. And uh, I want to first ask you guys, of course, your two rivers for take, because that's the custom that we have at this point uh, on A to Z Sports Primetime, your two rivers for take. The first question that starts off the show, what's the most concerning thing that Tim Kelly said at the Combine? For those of you who have seen his comments, maybe you've read articles, maybe you've seen tweets to this effect, what's the most concerning thing you've heard uh, from Tim Kelly's media availability? Uh, is the, uh, is the, uh, or what, what is the most concerning thing you heard from Tim Kelly at this point, given that there were a couple of different things that we went over. Jesse Bailey says, uh, you insult your followers. Uh, no other commentator on this show does. You can't take a comment with your pride. No, I'm very, very sensitive, Jesse. And in fact, I will lash out on a regular basis. So don't cross me or I'll do it to you too. Um, but I think (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I I will be honest. I am super sensitive about my hair because my hair is like, you know, I got a lot. I'm getting close to 30, guys. It's tough uh, aging at this point, as some of you know. And uh, a lot of my friends are losing their hair at a very rapid rate. So I'm terrified that that's going to happen to me eventually one day. So yeah, Jesse hit a Jesse hit a nerve. <laughs> but it's okay. Jesse's a good sport and I appreciate it. Um, I think that the uh, I think that there's a couple of different things to look at. Now, if you haven't heard these comments, there's one that jumped out, and obviously, I think you know most people heard it and had a little bit of a, had a little bit of a trigger. I guess uh, I would say, uh, in the same way that I was triggered about my hair, <laughs> I I uh, I think that Titans fans were triggered by what they heard from their OC when he was asked specifically about whether he thought last year's offense was predictable. This was Tim Kelly at the podium on Tuesday morning. Say that I mean. I, I didn't think we were predictable last year. I think there's some times where, um, you know, certain games, certain things, uh, weather, um, you know, people you have available, things along those lines, uh, you know, there, 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 there are a lot of elements that go into to predict, predictability or perceived predictability. Um, so I wouldn't say that we were predictable last year. Mike seemed to think you were predictable. Mike, in, in hiring you, one of the things he said he wanted was – uh, to be able to go into the same formations out of different personnel, to be less predictable, not signal sure. things were coming with personnel. Yeah, I think, you know, one, one of the things that we want to do as an offense is, is we want to be versatile. So whether it ends up being uh, multiple personnel groupings, uh, multiple formations, playing in multiple tempos, just doing things to try to keep people off balance. So, you know, that's what we're going to look to do moving forward. Um, you know, we, we want to put our guys in the best position possible. You ran an awful lot on first down as well. Didn't you think there was some predictability to that? Uh, I, I didn't, but, um, you know, again, like I said, uh, there, there, there are a lot of things that go into, into calling a game. Uh, and so, you know, last year was last year, but moving forward, I can tell you what we're going to do and what we're going to try to do and, and how we're going to build this offense. Well, right. So, they were one of the most predictable offenses in football last year. And it's not just by like the eye test. And you guys have seen a lot of these games. Um, Pro football focus tracks run, run, pass rates, right? The amount of times that team teams run on first down, then run on second down, then pass on third down um, as a means of almost, I mean, not as a means of, but essentially in terms of effectiveness, almost throwing away a whole down because of how ineffective first down runs oftentimes can be. Now, Derrick Henry has a lot of success across his career and 
certainly one could not fault the Titans for handing Derrick Henry the ball more often than not. But there is a degree of predictability that no longer like they're no longer in a position physically where they can overwhelm teams the way that they used to. Uh, I think that uh, I think that with with what I heard there, the one thing that you cannot say about uh, when when asked about the predictability of the offense is that you don't you don't think that they were predictable last year. Like that's the last thing that the fan base wants to hear. That is the uh, that is the thing that will cause I think the most amount of strife uh, among Titans fans because they are then concerned about the idea. Well, if we hired you and you don't think our offense was predictable. Are you going to run, run, pass as often as the last guy did? Um, you know, lead the league in three and outs again, the way that they did last year. Have as ineffective a first down offense as any in football, um, particularly with their rushing attack. It's a concern, right? And I think that's the thing that at least struck me as my takeaway. That was like, oh, buddy, like you gotta, you gotta understand, you gotta read the room a little better. You gotta understand what, 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 how people have been consuming this, even if you're not on social media. You know, there has to be a, a kind of understanding of where the fan base is at right now and the things that you can't say to set them off. Um, a to Z Sports Primetime is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. Whether you're betting the XFL, college basketball, March Madness coming up, Superbook always offers you the best odds, boost, and promo bets around. So download the Superbook Sports app. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem called the Tennessee Red Line, 1 800 889 9789. So, at this point, when you look at the situation for the Titans, the most concerning thing is obviously what he said. Now, I thought, I thought Kaharski, who was asking the follow ups there, asked some very important follow ups. And honestly, I thought Paul gave him kind of the opportunity to have a little bit of an out, right? Uh, to say, well, you know, uh, the idea of I'm sure everybody would like to be everybody uh, in the building would like to be less predictable. And that's something that we're all actively working towards as a group, instead of outright saying, no, I don't think we were predictable last year. It both can be non-answers, but one is obviously slightly more offensive. uh, I think to, uh, to a fan base that is suffering with a hugely predictable offense right now, and that the league has very much been able to get a grasp on, that you're not scoring, that you're not sustaining drives, and that this thing has come to a very, very grinding halt in the last couple of years. It's the one thing that you can't say to Titans fans, I think. Um, Jackie Holbert says he said the offense wasn't predictable last season. Yeah, I mean, that that is the thing that I think is most concerning. Jason Martinez says A.J. Brown straight up said that they never change anything. That's right, on the Raw Room podcast. That is a point that A.J. made. He gave the Eagles all the plays. He gave the Eagles all the all the cans, and when when football players talk about cans, that means that you are canning a play at the line of scrimmage. You have options to change out of it based on the calls. If you you know if the quarterback gets the line, he sees something that he doesn't like, they're going to can the play. Basically, audibles. Um, well, I mean, there's a difference between audibles and cans, I guess, but there are certain things that a quarterback can audible into, but also have a can call in a certain situation if they don't like what they see when they get to the line. So apparently, not a uh, not much was uh, not much was different, if anything at all was different. My ass was predicting the offense was the couch last year, says Jerome Hurd. Uh, how was it not? Well, like I said, it's the one thing. Uh, and William Young is correct. Uh, what I say is, you know, I think most of you can identify with. You can't say that the offense wasn't predictable last year. People are going to freak. But what William says is so. Uh, it doesn't matter what Kelly says, but what he does. And that's exactly right. 
uh, none of this will matter. He can not think last year's offense was predictable if he comes out and writes the ship. But, uh, you know, it's it's not great for his first public appearance that way, I think, is, uh, is a fair assessment. So let's talk about the uh, positive things that I took away from Tim Kelly's media availability since I've expressed my concerns with you because there were, of course, some positives and I think some things that Mike Vrabel has previously identified when talking about the reason why he, one of the reasons why he hired Tim Kelly. So we'll get to those here in just a second. And I'll ask you the question. uh, What was the most encouraging thing that Tim Kelly said on Tuesday? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage. GaryAshton.com will get you the Intel edge. You need to succeed with the best, real estate team in the business, the best real estate team, best REMAX team in the entire world, as a matter of fact. That's what Gary Ashton offers you the same way that they offer the Nashville Predators, the same way that they offer so many people, millions of people in Middle Tennessee that have moved to Middle Tennessee, that have moved within Middle Tennessee. They live it. They live here. They love it here. And they are working for the community at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, What was the most encouraging thing you heard from Tim Kelly on Tuesday? Uh, Andre says he didn't say anything encouraging. Well, I think that's slightly pessimistic. Um, I think we need to go away from run first, pass second, says Ed Champ. Well, I think that many people would agree with you. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Will Mayberry says he looks, speaking about Tim Kelly, looks like a yes man, doesn't seem creative. Well, I don't know how you can make that assessment based on Literally the first time that you've heard this man talk, but you know whatever you uh, whatever makes you happy. I think he was plenty creative when he beat the Titans' ass with Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I think there was plenty of creativity on display there when he was calling plays for the Houston Texans and absolutely dummied you in a game at home. Now that's also a game that Ryan Tannehill threw. I think four interceptions and Des Fitzpatrick. You were down to your Des Fitzpatrick of receivers, and he was running incorrect routes that was causing the quarterback to throw interceptions and all kinds of different stuff. But what was the most uh, encouraging thing that you heard? William says, putting players in positions to succeed. Um, Scary says, what did the OC, uh, the OC say that was questionable? Well, we've already done that bit, Harry, so you can uh, rewind the show at your convenience or listen to the podcast. But I will say to you uh, that the best thing that I heard uh, Tim Kelly talk about was kind of identifying, understanding the flow of a game because nobody can dispute that not only you know did the offense, I think, lack a degree of creativity and the injuries were terrible, but there were just moments where there would be these these just weird kind of brain fart situations with the with the Titans on offense that would cause, I mean, near catastrophes or plays that would blow up in your face. And I know any bad play is uh, a disaster and all of the coaches' fault. And any good players, any good play is you know a, a tribute to the players and you know the coach is the smartest person of all time when everything works. So. I understand both sides of things, but there is an element of just not being able to quantify being comfortable within the flow of a game. And I think that's something that Mike Vrabel respects about Tim Kelly. It's something that he's put uh, into practice in uh, his years as an OC in the league and something that the Titans could certainly stand to do with a little more of. I think I think the flow of the game is important. Um, You know, I learned I learned early on when I was calling plays uh, that you can go in with the best game plan and, and with, you know, hey, we're going to run the ball 30 times today. And then you get into halftime and you're like, we shouldn't run the ball 30 times today. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there, there's there's uh, 
the flow of the game is huge, and you got to be able to figure it out figure it out quick. Because if you if you wait until halftime or if you wait until the third quarter to make an adjustment, a lot of times that ends up being too late. Um, so being able to adjust to what we see, hopefully the game plan that we've put together is is working, um, and and you know there's not just a complete overhaul, uh, but in you know break glass break glass in case of emergency. Um, sometimes you you know you have to make a 180. And I know Mike referenced the the Houston game that we had in in 21, where that was not the plan. But whatever we had in the first half wasn't working, and we needed to to, to change if we wanted to give ourselves a, a chance to win the game. So um, you know making sure that 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 I have a good feel for for the flow of the game, and then being aggressive when when it makes sense to be aggressive. Um, I think there's a there's a fine difference between being reckless and being aggressive. So that's Tim Kelly. Um, and I think, you know, I think that's as, as big a, a problem under Todd Downing as, as there was any other problem under Todd Downing is that they just, they didn't seem to be able to evolve and adjust in certain circumstances. Now you would say like, where's the evolution going to come from? If you're, if you keep trotting out Dennis Daly at left tackle and all of those things are compounded. Right. But I think, you know, Arthur, and I talked about this on the radio show today, you guys wanted to fire Arthur, like, desperately wanted to fire the guy who you now hold in the highest esteem as the uh, latest of the uh, of the greatest of the latest Titans offensive coordinators, right? And it took him about nine games to figure out how to use Derrick Henry. Now, the quarterback change did help substantially, and there's no taking away from that. And if you guys remember, it was my understanding that they wanted to make that change to Tannehill from Mariota before that season began. So maybe they don't sputter the way that the Titans did before Marcus was ultimately benched. Now, um, with the with Arthur, you know, the Carolina game is something that I highlight that uh, that there was a Deion Lewis centric game plan in the first half, and you know it was working to an extent. Deion Lewis had a fumble, uh, a turnover that was very very costly. They came back. They were trailing in the first half. They came back in the second half. They got themselves back on track. Derrick Henry was the focal point of it and really started to be the focal point the rest of the way through. That kind of felt like a turning point for Art. And listen, it helped that they could run at will on people. They can't do that anymore. At least they haven't in the last two seasons. They may still be capable of it, but it's going to take a a little bit of a, a remodel to get that back up and rolling in the way that they used to have it. And once they were running the ball the way that they could, then you can get then you can get creative with the shot plays because teams are selling out to stop Derek. There's nothing they can do. It doesn't matter if there's nine in the box; they're going to run on you anyway. And then, uh, more often than not, there would be shot plays. There would be creativity. There would be Derek Henry and the King Cat throwing touchdown passes to Corey Davis against the Ravens. Like there's all those kind of things that you can do once you're able to run the football the way that the Titans were in that season in particular. Now, um, you know, looking at Looking at the way that um, Tim Kelly is going to come into this thing, it's tough to see what the path forward is without understanding more of the personnel dominoes, the puzzle pieces that will be put into place over the next coming months. Um, But certainly, you know, the change was necessary. They're going to move forward how they move forward. And the best that you can hope for right now is that the guy who you're employing, uh, who is probably going to run, a very, very similar style of offense, if not largely the same offense, is going to come out with some different tendencies that might put you in better positions to succeed and be a little more creative at the helm of things with a staff that's uh, as big under Mike Vrabel as I think it has been at any point uh, in the history of the Titans. 
So let's do a weekend bounce back and let's wrap things up for our last combine show. Been a lot of fun uh, to hang out with you guys up here at Indianapolis. We're going to do one more radio show up here tomorrow. Coach Mack will be here. We might have some uh, some friends stop by the table as well uh, as we wrap up our combine coverage for the week. Before we do the final segment, a quick reminder, if you're on YouTube or on Twitch or on Facebook for that matter, like the video if you would be kind enough to do so. And we would be grateful for you that way. Those likes do go a long way. And you guys are always really, really good about getting that done for us. So while you do that, we'll move on to the weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports this weekend? Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. And we will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness. I told you earlier, can't wait to get back to True Math Fitness. I'm going to feel like hell once I get back into the gym because I have not done a damn bit of working out, other than we're walking a lot. We're walking a lot in Indianapolis because everything is walkable and the the convention center and the combine footprint is massive. But it's not the kind of work that I need to be getting done, and that is the kind of work that True Math Fitness provides to me in their group classes. I love them because no workout is ever recycled or repeated. They keep your mind active. They keep your body active and adjusting as you seek to improve on your various fitness goals. They'll set out a plan for you. Worth and his team are exceptional at it, and they have all manner of affordable options where memberships are concerned, even your first workout free at TrueMathFitness.com. Bert says, pull your steps up. The people want to know. So producer Robert is demanding uh, demanding the step count. All right, I'll give you the step count. We can do that. Uh, let me pull up my handy dandy Noom app. So prior to going out tonight, we are at 11,464 steps. Uh, after going out yesterday, we were at 11,025 steps. Tuesday, our first day at the combine, we weren't here all day, but we got here at about nine, 8,116 steps. So the steps are flying fast and furiously, which is good because I've done nothing but eat steak uh, bread, and we went to an incredible Italian restaurant up here, which of course was chicken parm and lots of pasta. And uh, I've been drinking a lot of red wine and tequila the past couple of days. So all those things need to be walked appropriately. Uh, not run, run, pass, but walk, walk, and then pass the bleep out at this stage is what my combine strategy will be. Either way, your first workout free at truemathfitness.com in the world's largest endorsement read. Uh, so who needs to bounce back most in sports? Uh, let's see. Big dog says I need to call true math fitness. Do it. I'm telling you, I'll go, listen, I'll go. Uh, you tell me what classes you're going to big dog. I'll meet you there. It's a great time. I really do enjoy those things. And I've seen a couple of you guys show up. It's, uh, it is the spot to be, um, uh, Bruce Pearl needs to bounce back. He was big mad last night. Yes. Alabama won the sec regular season title. They beat Auburn in overtime. And there was a couple of controversial calls that were a discussion point, but either way, Alabama gets it done. Sam Cardina says Texas Longhorn basketball needs to uh, bounce back. Um, <laughs> Titan the Tiger says Buck just drop and get some push-ups. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that in the middle of the convention center. I mean, I could, but then I'd just be like all the other meatheads who were, who were bragging about, oh, I used to be able to run a 4-5 at you know whatever my athletic peak was in high school. Get the bleep out of here. Uh, Buck runs a 4-3, says Ario Carter. I haven't run <laughs> – I think the fact <laughs> – you guys want to hear something really embarrassing? I mean – I've never been I, – I don't I don't mind running. I really don't. Like, I don't, I don't think it's great the older that you get because I think it can really tear your knees up unnecessarily when there's just better ways to work out that don't tear you up long term. But, like, I don't mind running, like, distances. But I'm definitely not fast. 
<laughs> I think at the height of my athletic career in high school, I was probably like, if I broke a five, it would, <laughs> it would have been very, very impressive. I, I do not move with a great rate of speed. Uh, but, you know, very, very methodical, I think. I move with a purpose, um, but not necessarily uh, all that fast. I like to run at my own pace, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Ken Kanev says, bro, slow is slow AF. Yeah, I I definitely am slow. A, fi- a 5-0 would be, would be a godsend. If I could run a 5 right now, I, honestly, I bet I could run a faster 40 time now than I did in high school just because they've got me running like hill sprints and, and uh Shit like that on a regular basis as a part of conditioning classes that I go to. But, you know, conversation for another day. I'll tell you who needs to bounce back. Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive lineman, has been uh, embroiled in legal trouble associated with a, uh, a fatal car crash on January the 15th that saw one of his teammates and a recruiting staffer lose their life. Jalen Carter reportedly, according to the Atlantic Journal-Constitution, drove away from the scene of the crime and misled uh, police about his whereabouts during the incident and now uh, has been charged with two misdemeanors at this point and has, I believe, an arraignment on April the 18th, which is just a few weeks before the draft. Jalen Carter, uh, who flew back, flew to Athens yesterday to meet with the police and then flew back to Indianapolis today to go through his combine interviews. Man's in need of a bounce back right now. Yeah, Jalen Carter could to be one of the top draft picks potentially uh, heading into this week. Obviously, the last 24 hours was nothing anyone could have imagined. Jalen Carter was here in Indianapolis, met with several teams on his first night here. That had been the plan, was not scheduled to work out. Then, of course, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution breaks the story that he is the uh, that his role in a fatal crash on January 15th involving the passing of two Georgia students is now under question. Then he was the subject of two arrest warrants for misdemeanors, reckless driving and racing, allegedly racing with another person uh, at you know, two past 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, he returned to Athens last night, uh, turned himself in, was in jail, was bonded out for $4,000. Now back today in Indianapolis to continue to do the measurements. Medical is already done, potentially to meet with some teams. We are going to actually see him on the field cheering on his his. Uh, position group mates in a couple minutes and this has been interesting guys because teams knew there were some character concerns consider uh, around Jalen Carter they did not know of his involvement in this the information gathering process has already started and is critical as it pertains to his draft status so that is Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network kind of uh, elaborating on the latest details around Jalen Carter you know, I mean, obviously the legal situation is the most important discussion here. People will talk about how it impacts the NFL draft, and it will, of course, um, if this continues to be swirling around him. Uh, in the weeks and months now leading up to the draft, he has been viewed as a top-five pick, and I think it now makes Will Anderson, the Alabama uh, linebacker, the top non-quarterback by consensus in the draft where Jalen Carter was pushing uh and could you know the argument could be made for carter over will anderson depending on what your needs are but uh not an ideal situation for anybody involved and obviously jalen carter um who was around the situation and uh said to be caught up in a racing incident when there is loss of life the way that there was and there were blood alcohol levels tested uh from the two uh people who uh whose lives were lost in the wreck after the fact you know, I, I think it's just a very, very complex story, and there will continue to be more detail on it. 
It's going to do it for us on the primetime show this week. Thanks for hanging out in Indy. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, the content and conversations that we were able to provide. We'll have many more when we uh, get back to Nashville. I'll be home probably six or seven central time tomorrow, and we will uh, we will certainly get back in the saddle, get back in the swing of things. We'll have some vacation coming up, no, no, though, next week, so we will keep you guys informed with that at this point. Um, meanwhile, have a great rest of your evening. Have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget the radio show tomorrow from 10 to 1 Central Time on 104.5 The Zone in the final day of our combine coverage. We'll have talked to the wide receivers, Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt. We'll have talked to the quarterbacks, and we'll certainly be talking more about the Titans and what their uh, situation has been in the last couple of weeks. See you guys on Sunday night on the primetime show. Are you surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.